right. Hey, everybody, all the podcast listeners, those who are watching that are on YouTube, iTunes, Android, uh, Facebook. Um, thanks so much. If you're listening to podcast number two, uh, sorry it took a bit longer than I had originally anticipated for number two, uh, but I'll try to roll these out a bit quicker. Uh, podcast number one was, was pretty successful. It's kind of, uh, kind of neat. We ended up getting around 10,000 views globally across the different platforms, which is, I think, to be quite honest, a bit more than I had expected, but that's a great start. Uh, like I had said the first time, we're, or myself and the team over here, we're going to get better and better at, at producing these things and answering all your questions and everything. So where we left off on the last podcast, sorry, I think it's, I need my coffee this afternoon, uh, is... I was talking about what it takes to become an entrepreneur. So we're not going to kind of, I'm not going to regurgitate what I spoke about last time. If you're watching this one, it's kind of, now you've decided that you want to be an entrepreneur, what's the next step to take? What, what the hell do I do to get started? So I'm really hoping that the listeners today are going to get concrete information on what the steps or reasonable steps you should be taking are to start a business and become successful at that business. So the first things first is I have a bunch of points here that I'm going to go through is assessing how much free time you have. And this is kind of a very important thing to assess because when we're talking about free time, what I'm trying to get to is I, if you're a multimillionaire and your parents are giving you millions of dollars and you have all these investment opportunities lined up, this podcast is probably not going to be super interesting for you. Where I'm trying to get at is I'm trying to talk to people that have zero money, zero connections, zero bank loans zero investors well how do you start a business then so the first things first you have to understand is and you're going to watch some of these podcasts that drive me freaking bananas and i think that are, a lot of them are real bullshit is what they try to do is they try to say go 100 percent in failure is not an option yeah that's 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 nice to say the problem is is you have bills to pay and some of you might have kids that you need to support but that's not an option because in any business it takes time to really generate money you need the opportunity you need the business to cook a bit before you can actually become profitable so what type of time do you have do you work nine to five if you work nine to five then the time that you have availability is probably from six to midnight if you work night shifts, you have available, uh, availability in the day. If you work Monday to Friday, you have availability on the weekend. At the beginning of starting any business, every single free moment you have outside your regular job should be dedicated to developing this type of business. You don't need to work nine to five to make your business successful. Is it ideal? For sure it's ideal. It's ideal to be working you know, in regular business hours. But if you don't have that, um, that opportunity you don't have that 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 money just sitting there saved up you have no money saved up you need to find out how much time you have available and how much of that time you're willing to allocate to your business I would say try to allocate every waking moment of free time to that business so that's the first thing what is your availability of time how much can you uh, invest in yourself the next thing is and this is a big one and this is something that I really want to kind of touch on what are you going to sell what is your product or service? If you don't have the investment, the revenue, the backing, the experience in business, do not try to come up with some insanely complicated, expensive idea to try to deliver. It's The barriers are gonna to be too big. You don't have the experience yet in business. You don't have the connections. You can have a big dream. You can have a big goal. Take a step back. What can you offer in the time being with the resources that you have? 
I love when people come and approach me with their service-based businesses. Do you have a skill set that you can offer somebody? Can you offer lifeguarding courses, CPR courses? Can you do lawn care? Can you teach boxing? Are you a personal trainer? Um, can you paint people's houses on the weekends? Can you, is there a certain skill set, your labor, your manual labor, can you sell people some of that free time that you have? So if I have 10 free hours a week, can I make an extra $900 selling that free time? Can I make an extra $500 selling that free time? If you look at yourself and you say, okay, well there is really no service I can offer, which is not the case because anybody can clean houses, anybody can cut grass, anybody can paint, but let's say that's not the direction you wanna go into in terms of a service-based business, then what type of product can you sell that you can scale up from? Meaning if you wanna sell microphones, okay, and those microphones you can buy or you have the supplier that's gonna kind of give them to you or you're gonna create them yourself, you can, you can buy or purchase five or 10 at a time and then those you try to resell or redistribute. You need to find a business or a product that you can scale up from, meaning that your initial cost investment is extremely low or they're willing to offer you consignment options, meaning that you almost become this middleman broker. So the manufacturer of the microphone says, yeah, no problem, you know what, I can give you 100 free microphones and you guys have 60 days before you pay me back on it. So what'll end up happening is you guys try to take that microphone, five people to buy it to, either consumers or other stores. You pay the company once it's been sold, you take your profits, you get more microphones and you sell them afterwards. Again, if someone has minimum, insane minimum orders or insane um, uh, minimum buys or paying an upfront options because you're a startup business and you're pretty much a nobody at that point, you might have to look elsewhere. Because if you're gonna be taking your life savings and spending it on a hundred microphones, maybe that's not the best choice. So understanding what you can sell. I know, especially with all this TV and all this, this podcast and all this bullshit that you guys see, everybody wants a glamorous job and a glamorous business and they wanna be, you know. That, that is, again, and I said this in the last podcast, this is, that's entertainment, that's not, necessarily reality in any business you go through you're gonna to have to go through different obstacles obstacle number one is assessing a reasonable service or product to offer that you feel you could you can kind of set all right the next thing the big question the 800 pound gorilla in the room the 800 pound question how do I get clients with no money I know it's difficult and you might not like the answer that I'm gonna tell you I know what you want me to do is to tell you, oh, you're gonna share stuff on Facebook and you're gonna spam people in emails and you're gonna do certain things and you're gonna magically get business. In our next podcast, we'll talk about online marketing. But the number one thing that you can do to sell your business is to get your ass out there and hustle. And what I mean is, there's a million networking groups out there, okay? There's the BNI, which is one of the biggest ones in the world. There's, you know, Chamber of Commerces all over, you know, United States and Canada. There's uh, different networking groups in different cities. You have to get up off your ass. You gotta put the nicest clothes on that you have. You have to go to this networking event. You have to start shaking hands and passing out business cards. And you have to start making people feel comfortable about you. And I know what a lot of people are gonna about to say right now. They're gonna say, oh, I'm not really good at that. I don't really like that. I'm too shy to do that. Too bad. If you don't wanna do it, don't waste your time going into business because in business, it's about overcoming obstacles. 
who the hell likes to walk into a room with nobody that they know in a completely pressurized situation? Who, who, who is like, yeah, I'm amazing at that? No, it's something that you get better with. Obviously, I excel in those type of environments now. I still remember the first days that I went into these networking events. You know, you're kind of standing there and there's certain clicks and you know, you're kind of nervous to go talk to somebody and you don't want to sell too much because then after you look at like that guy that's just sort of whoring himself in the room or the girl trying to just try to get all the business, it's a process. You're gonna, you're gonna meet some jerk offs, you're gonna meet some shitty people, you're gonna meet some rude people, but at the end of the day, you have the opportunity to get in front of people and sell your product or your service. And that's incredibly important because it's gonna one, hone, hone your, scales, uh, your sales skill set, it's also gonna allow you to start getting comfortable with that type of interaction with people. So, and the cost of to attend these events are extremely inexpensive. Usually to go as a guest, it's free, or 10 bucks or something like that. You're never gonna get the best return on investment. So you're taking your free time, you're going to these events, you're mustering up the courage to go do it, nobody starts off great at it, you get better as you go, and now you're starting to meet people, you're exchanging business cards, you're starting to get comfortable with the process. Maybe you get some business right away, maybe you don't get business right away, but you continuously do it. You go to every single event. So you see John Smith in this event, and then you go to another event, and you see John Smith again, and you chat with him again, and then he introduces you to somebody else. This is the process of networking. 99.9% .9 of people don't like doing it, especially in the initial, uh, the initial meetings. It makes people feel uncomfortable, it makes people feel a bit nervous, doesn't matter. You get up and you go do it. Remember, your success in business is going to be doing things that 99.9% .9 of the population are too afraid to do or don't like doing. Get out there. Get your ass up. Get out there. Do that. Very cost effective. You could probably be going to networking events morning, day, and night. And there's a million of them all over every single city. Do that. You'll probably yield a decent return on your time and build your business up kind of gradually. Um, on that note, this is something that, again, you're gonna get better with time, but I want you to, before you hit these networking events, now whether you're selling your product or your service, you have to look at yourself in a very critical way. How do you want people to perceive you that makes them feel comfortable to buy your product, okay? So if you're a fitness trainer and you're extremely muscular or something, you need people to perceive you in a way that you know what you're doing. You gotta know your products and your services inside and out. You have to be confident. You have to make people confident because they might refer you. So you have to mold yourself into the person that you need to be to sell the product. And I know a lot of you are gonna send me messages and being like, oh, I don't wanna be fake, I wanna be myself. And I, Listen, you have to be who you need to be to sell your product and grow your business. End of story. One day, if you wanna be whoever you wanna be and all this type of stuff, you can do it during retirement. At the end of the day, you need to walk into these places and you need to be presentable in a way that it's gonna make people feel comfortable, okay? If you are a fitness instructor and you show up in a six-piece tuxedo, you're gonna look like a clown. And at the same time, if you're an accountant selling your service and you show up in your shorts and t-shirt, you're gonna look like a clown. Know who you're supposed to be. Fit that demographic, make people feel comfortable with yourself. Once you offer the product and service, if you're good at it, you're gonna get more business, you're gonna grow your business. Don't be cocky and being like, well, I'm gonna wear this because I like to wear it. Don't, it doesn't matter what you like to wear, okay? You're not going to your cafe. Go there 
and sell yourself, sell yourself, sell yourself, be who you need to be in order to get the deal done, in order to make people feel comfortable with you, all right? Um, when, do, when do you pull the trigger? When do you pull the trigger to jump ship on your, on your current job? Or, or when do you pull the trigger to go full time? But this is where at the beginning of your business adventure, you have to set benchmarks for yourself. So if you tell yourself because it's service or product based, you're just one person at this point, okay? You're just one person doing stuff on your free time. How much money do I need to make on a consistent basis in order for me to leave my job? Once you hit that benchmark, you leave your job. Then you jump in. So now you can still support your family, you can still live, and now you have more time. So the reality is, now that you have more time, you can build your business even more. You set a benchmark for when you would hire your first employee. You set a benchmark for when you're gonna get your first office instead of working out of your house. You set different benchmarks and different goals. The first benchmark is, how much money do you need to make in order to do this full time? Once you hit it, you get, get the courage and you jump ship. But what you're doing, instead of just uh, you know, over committing to something and being like, you know what, sometimes you just gotta jump into the deep end. Yeah, I get it, but at the same time, if you need to put you know, food on the table for your kids, like that's not a realistic expectation to ask somebody. That's not realistic, that's fantasy stuff, you know? Oh, you know, I was a, a single mother of two and I didn't have, I had a job, so I left the job and within a week I was making enough money to support my family. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. That's not a realistic situation. No, you're not gonna make money right away. You're gonna go to networking events for months and maybe not make a sale. And you know what you do? You get off your ass and you keep going to the networking events. Now, at my point in my career, I don't go to the ne these networking events anymore because you know we already have over a thousand active clients. It's not something that I necessarily need to do anymore. It's not the best uh, investment in my time, which is fine. You know, at certain points, you shift the direction of where you want to go with your business and where you want to allocate your time. But in the initial onset, I highly recommend this is where you need to go. Um, when to hire people. And this is a bit further in, in starting a business, but this is a big, big, big step when you do this because what ends up happening is if you're a service-based business, you offer personal training, and all of a sudden now you're making uh, $5,000 a month so you can support your family and you know, you're doing good. The minute you hire somebody and you're gonna pay them, let's say $3,000 a month or $2,000 a month because they're part-time, now you need to make at least $2,000 plus, 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 let's say $3,000 with all the employee expenses and all that type of stuff in order to just break even. So you need to have an initial $4,000 of sales to probably even make any money off of it. So how do you go from five to four to make that plus, plus an additional four to end up being able to justify that person? Where's the in-between? I'll tell you where the in-between is. There is no magical number to hire people. What you need to do is you need to save your money when you're a sole, sole you know, proprietor, when you're the only person, so you pool it as an investment in order, because when they come in, you're not gonna have all those sales yet. You're gonna need them to help you get those more sales. You're gonna have to grow in order for them to accommodate it. So what ends up happening is that you have a bit of an investment opportunity that now you can invest into somebody, and then you set benchmarks and goals for them to hit in order to get to that next level. Again, stop putting things in your head where people say, I had the idea for Facebook, I had the idea for this amazing app, I had this idea for this amazing store, or this amazing grocery thing. If you don't have the money, don't put yourself in a victim position and say, oh, if only I had this connection, or only if I had that money. That's what losers do. 
Don't put yourself in a victim position. What you do is you assess what do you have available to yourself. I have 10 hours a week, I have 20 hours a week, I have 30 hours a week available to me, and this is what I'm gonna do. And every waking moment of those 30 hours, I'm going to get up and I'm gonna to go to networking events. And if you're selling a product, you get up and you go door to door to every single store, okay? You know what weak people do? Weak people spam people by email. They get a bunch of email addresses and then they try to send these mass emails to generate some sort of revenue. You know what kind of people do that? Coward people do that. Okay? They do that because they don't have the courage to pick up the phone and call somebody. They don't have the courage to get out there and go door to door. They don't have the courage to go to networking events. So you need to get the courage. You need to get the courage and the confidence to get up, get to these places, sell your services, really practice your sale, your sales skill set, learn how to connect with people. Do that, you're gonna have a good foundation for your business. Um, I'm gonna cut it short today because I want that to resonate with people. Uh, you're gonna have to step outside your comfort zone when starting a business, and that's the first step. In the next podcast, I'm gonna talk about online marketing, which is, which is my specialty. It's the thing that I've built this business on. It's the thing that I offer to people, and I wanna talk about the value of online marketing, how you can leverage it. You may not be able to afford it in the beginning, but it's something that you need to kind of understand on what is a, a feasible way to use it, and that'll be on podcast number three. So again, Believe in yourself, have confidence. Every single moment that you feel uncomfortable, it means that 99.9% .9 of people will not do that step, which means that's the only way you can get ahead. You do what other people are not willing to do. If you're uncomfortable, that means you're moving in the right direction. Um, that's pretty much it for podcast number two. I uh, hope you guys liked it. You can obviously uh, direct message me if there's any topics you want me to talk about. Download the podcast, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Facebook, follow me on Instagram. Um, Again, we're already on Android and iTunes uh, podcast link. Um, that's pretty much it, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week.